Hello, this is Alex Granado, Senior Reporter for Education NC, and you're listening to Ed Talk. Today I'm talking with Robert Thielen and Alan Zaracina. They are the co-founders of Eclipse for a Cause. And uh, as you can guess, we're talking about the eclipse that, as you will be listening to this, is happening today. So welcome both. I appreciate you being here. Thank you. And uh, we're going to start with you, Alan. If you could just take us through what Eclipse for uh, a Cause is. So I kind of want to give credit to Rob first. When you say co-founders, I consider Rob actually the founder. And I sort of came in to help him. And then we sort of found we work really well together. But I would consider Rob the founder and me essentially employee number two. Okay. (laughs) For the record. Uh, But Eclipse for a Cause, Rob found this market need essentially that eclipse classes are relatively expensive and this was back in april may time frame uh, and he anticipated the full solar eclipse across the united states on august 21st was going to be something that people were going to have a lot of demand for and the price point of the current products on the market were pretty high to where schools public schools title one schools it was almost unattainable for their students it were just too expensive so Rob, in in his uh, research, discovered that if we ran a supply line or did enough research with different manufacturers, we could get a really good price point on our end to where we could then pass on savings to uh, these public schools. So basically, we would end up selling glasses almost half what uh, essentially our competitors were selling for. So we focused on public, private, and charter schools with the express purpose of for each pair that a school purchased, we would donate a pair. Mm-hmm. And when we first started, we would uh, a school would buy a pair of glasses from us, and then we would have another pair earmarked for, donat- for donation to some other school. And then what ended up evolving is we noticed teachers, principals wanted to donate to their school. And so we started, what I think really uh, contributed to our success was when we allowed teachers and principals to donate to their school. So we would essentially, they'd buy one from us and we would then donate one to their, to their school. Mm-hmm. To simply put it, we don't want to use two for one because it's, we're donating, but you know, to understand that it's essentially a two for one. Right, okay. And uh, Robert, if you want to pass the microphone to him. So how did you even get interested in this in the first place? Sure. <laughs> uh, Really, there was a, uh, a news segment back in uh, April that followed eclipse chasers uh, that went around the world and tried to follow full solar eclipses. And uh, they were talking about how people have booked hotels and motels in the totality zone across the United States for years. Some of these people booked them five, ten years in advance so they would be somewhere where they could see a total solar eclipse in America. The last total solar eclipse in America was 1979. And, and the next one will be uh, 2024, and people are already starting to book hotels now for that. But it, it really kind of sparked an interest uh, in understanding really, um, you know, what do you need to see a total solar eclipse? And also brought back some memories of my own experience with an eclipse. Uh, back when I was in third or fourth grade, I, I remember very clearly that there was a partial solar eclipse uh, over Wisconsin, where I'm from. And I remember uh, that day that all uh, recess was canceled and we all had to stay inside. And like the principal and our teachers said, like, don't go near the windows because they were afraid that we're going to look at the sun during this partial solar eclipse. And uh, and 
I remember my dad came to school. We lived near the school, and he like, took me out of school for a few hours. And he uh, put, uh, you know, I got to go home and use his welding helmets to look at the sun and actually see part of the moon over it. And I remember how cool that was, how, how neat that experience was, and how it really kind of sparked an interest in science that has lasted until today. And really, I wanted to see how we can make that work for everyone, how we could try to get solar eclipse glasses or a method for people to look at the solar eclipse across America to people, whether they you know, have fathers that have welding helmets or they uh, you know, don't have the means to look at the eclipse. And that kind of started this interest in eclipse glasses, especially focused on education. And so I, w- I want to get back to the education portion here in a minute, but just in case our listeners aren't as familiar with an eclipse as you are. Can you talk a little bit about, you mentioned the the totality, which is the zone of totality. Can you talk about that and um, also what people can expect if they live in the Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill area? Great, yeah. So um, across the United States, from Oregon down to South Carolina, there will be about an 80-mile swath of America, like a straight line that you can draw that will have a total eclipse. That means that for about two minutes and 40 seconds, the moon will totally cover the sun. And uh, in, in a time frame, crazy stuff is going to happen. Stars will come out. Nighttime insects and birds will start to come out. Uh, it'll get eerily quiet. The temperature will drop 20 degrees. And that is totality. But what's cool about this eclipse is that all of America, from Maine down to Texas, even parts of Ho- even Hawaii and Alaska, will be able to see a partial eclipse. And that means that the sun is covered up by part of the moon. Here in Raleigh, it's going to be 95% uh, covered up. So you're not going to get the benefit of the total eclipse because the sun is very bright. It's the brightest thing in the sky, as, as you all know. But it's so bright that you won't be able to see the moon, for example. It's going to overcome that. The, uh, the, the glare it will over, overcome that. But it will still have a reaction outside. It will still get darker. It will be closer to twilight than uh, totally dark outside. Uh, you, you will start to see, um, you know, it, it's kind of going to be like uh, a heavy storm cloud comes over the sun, even if it's clear outside. But again, do not stare at the sun. There's some safety stuff we'll talk about at hand here. But even though it's 95% covered up, do not stare at the sun without eclipse glasses uh, or a, a level 14, um, uh, shade 14 welding helmets. So those are the two things that you can use to look at the sun. Otherwise, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do, like look down at the ground between leaves and actually see like the, the crescent there. And, uh, and again, look at nature around you and see how that's reacting. It should be pretty cool. And, and so back to the glasses, tell me uh, what the re- reaction has been to, to what you all have done. You know, it's been overwhelming. Uh, when we started this, uh, our goal was 10,000. We wanted to uh, sell uh, 10,000, donate 10,000. And that was like our like express goal. Like we want to help 10,000 students see the eclipse or to help 20,000 students see the eclipse. And uh, so far, we, uh, we have donated or sold uh, 250,000 glasses wow. uh, across America in 40 states uh, to 650 schools, including schools right here in, in North Carolina as well. Um, most schools are closed, but, uh, but the ones that are open, uh, we, we got a few here. And uh, we have heard principals and educators are so excited about this opportunity. It is a real opportunity where really every American is kind of sharing this moment together, whether you're in Maine or Texas or you're along the path of totality, is a moment where we can all kind of look up and really see how small we are. But for educators, it's this awesome opportunity to really gain real life experience in STEM, you know, learn about what the moon is, learn about, you know, what the phases of the moon are and why this is, is significant, but also learn about our power grid and, you know, fluctuations that are going to happen. And, you know, there's a wide range from kindergarten up 
through college about things that we can learn about this eclipse and we can all be a part of that moment. And that's really cool, I think, is that, you know, in an in, in age of, uh, you know, where, where we might have different views on, you know, uh, politics and, and other uh, issues that for, for a few minutes across America will all be focused on the same thing and all be in, in awe of nature. And I hope it makes us feel small and humble and we can share this with each other. And you want to pass the microphone sure. to Alan? So, Alan, where are you going to be for the eclipse? Well, my wife, unfortunately, can't get got into a very select class in graduate school, so she cannot take the day off. So I will probably be camping out with Rob uh, on his way. We're going to wait till the weather, until we know what the weather is going to be doing on Sunday, get a better idea, and then we'll plan our travels around the weather forecasts. So, so, so you two are planning to go to the zone of totality? Exactly. Okay. And do you know if it'll be in North Carolina, South Carolina? It's seeming like, based on the current weather forecast, we'll also look it up shortly, uh, is Western North Carolina is probably where we're looking to go at this point. We were originally thinking South Carolina, but weather might be a little little tight there, so we're looking Western North Carolina. I'm going to Cullowee. Where's um, that? That That's Western North Carolina. Oh, okay, it's okay. Way out there, but I am leaving Sunday night and driving in the middle of the night to Smart. avoid the traffic. Yeah. Were we going to leave in the afternoon? or? We have very similar ideas right now. Uh, our, our plan right now, and I don't want to tell too many people our, our secret plan, but sure. I'll, I'll share it, is, uh, is to leave on Sunday to get to Asheville. There's uh, still places to camp and, uh, and even hotels in Asheville. We'll, we'll play it by ear exactly what we do, and then leave in like the middle of the night um, like a smuggler <laughs> in order to get into the path of totality. We might get there at 5 in the morning, have some good books, plenty of water, and a full tank of gas, and just sit there and wait until about 2.35. And, uh, you know, hopefully there won't be a cloud covering up the sun at that moment, and we'll see it. But even if we don't, even if it's totally cloudy out and maybe even raining, we'll still see the, the effect of the total eclipse, and that, I think, is all worth it. So, so that's our plan right now, bound to change. Okay. And um, so let's talk a little bit about safety tips all right. um, associated with the glasses or you know, just whatever. All right, so um, a few safety tips. Uh, so if your school has glasses and, and you plan to go outside with, with students, for example, make sure that you explain to everyone, uh, to, to all the students, that staring at the sun unaided is dangerous. Uh, that's, that's very, you have to make it very clear that permanent damage can happen. But you also don't want to scare students into not looking at the sun at all. So after you explain that it's dangerous to stare at the sun, uh, mention that wearing these special glasses uh, are, are safe enough where you can now look at the sun and see the moon. But if you take off the glasses, you won't be able to see anything. Uh, the, the sun is going to obscure it. So there's no benefit of looking at the sun other than looking at it through these glasses. Now, uh, having solar eclipse glasses are important. They have to be ISO certified. Uh, ISO 12312-2-2015. And basically all that means is that they meet the, uh, the, the stringent uh, 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 visible IR and UV light standards. You cannot look at the sun with sunglasses, no matter how dark the sunglasses are. Even the sunglasses you get from the optometrist after you get your eyes dilated are nowhere near dark enough. We're talking about a thousand times too much light gets through those even if you can't see anything else. So, so make sure that you, uh, you know, have the ISO certified glasses and, um, and, and really a way to test them, just a very simple way, um, is to look around, uh, put the glasses on inside and see if you see anything. 
you should not be able to see any light inside hmm. um, uh, because they block out 99.9999% of lights. And that means everything inside is dark. Really, the only two things you should be able to see are the sun and a arc welding <laughs> uh, lights, like the actual like flame from arc welding. But those are the two things that should be able to get through these, uh, these sunglasses. Now, if you don't have those, um, and, and we understand that uh, solar eclipse glasses are a hot commodity, there's probably uh, 100 million uh, supply in America for 320 million Americans. So not everyone's going to have these glasses. So either find a buddy and share, or there's a number of other kind of fun things you can do to include. Uh, I mentioned earlier, but you can go underneath trees. And, uh, you know, the uh, a photo effect of trees is that uh, w when they move, they actually uh, only al allow, uh, you know, a moment of sun to get through. And you can actually see the, um, the eclipse shape on the ground. So that's pretty neat. Or you can uh, poke a small hole in something like cardboard and then see the shadow on the ground. So the shadow that comes through in, in a light box, you know, if you have a dark area underneath it, uh, you can actually see the moon go in front of the sun. But, but again, the, the number one uh, hint is no direct, uh, do not look at the sun unless all of it is covered up by the moon. So unless you're in that tiny little path of totality, uh, in, in Carolina, you're in uh, very west North Carolina, you cannot look at the sun at all. And uh, that's probably the biggest tip I can give as far as safety. And, and keep an eye on students. Um, you know, if you go outside, the eclipse is going to last two and a half hours. So, so if you go outside and just start staring at the sun for two and a half hours, adults, I mean, I can look at something for about three minutes before I get bored and, and I'm an adult. Uh, so I can only imagine that a student after a few seconds might start getting bored. So I have other activities, you know, have, you know, sun facing activities and then look away from the sun and have, you know, uh, maybe a nice little lab about, you know, exactly what is happening or conversations, but always keep track of students. Don't let them go run off. And then finally, the last bit of advice I have is if you have Eclipse glasses and you've handed them out, collect them afterwards because uh, you don't want students to go home and look at the sun, wash them in a pair of jeans a few times, you know, have the glasses uh, degrade over, you know, days, weeks, months, or even years, and then try them on again. You know, uh, they're uh, made out of a film. Uh, they're perfectly safe, again, and, uh, you know, a vast majority have been uh, tested. Uh, again, if you got them from a reputable vendor, um, and you can find those vendors at uh, www.aas.org. The American Astronomical Society has a complete list of vendors that have been verified by them. We work very, cl very closely with them to make sure that we were listed on that list. Uh, and they have a very stringent process to get on. But make sure your, your vendor is listed on that list. That's the best way to do it. Uh, and, yeah, just enjoy the eclipse. It's, it's going to be fun. And, and, Alan, let me ask you this part. So he mentioned that you could take the glasses off if the moon totally covered the sun. So there is a part, if you're in the zone of totality, where you want to take the glasses off. Can you tell us a little bit about why that is, safety tips surrounding that, and also what you might see when the moon totally covers the sun? So uh, Rob kind of alluded to that earlier. The zone of totality, why you can take your glasses off probably has more to do with what an astronomer can tell you. I kind of basically just read that the UV and visible light is of a, of a level to where it's safe to look at the, the eclipse without any eye protection. Uh, the specifics of that, I'm probably not the best person to talk about, but <laughs> I can pass it to Rob here. Yeah, so, so 
during the moment of uh, totality, basically the entire sun is covered up. All you see is the actual, uh, you know, the, the corona of the sun or the very outer layers. So there's no direct sunlight hitting you. And, and that's why you can take off your glasses because you're not actually looking at the sun. You're looking at like its outer layer of the sun that gets around the moon, but it's more of a, of a reflection than anything. Okay. And, go ahead. And, and, and so what can people expect to see during the moment of total eclipse? Yeah, so Rob alluded to this earlier. Essentially, day will become night. You'll momentarily see the stars, nocturnal insects and creatures will come out. Uh, nature will sort of change from what we're used to seeing in the day for a, a moment in time. And it will probably be a little bit bizarre. And just that alone, I think, is, is interesting. So even if you're in the zone of totality and a cloud or the solar eclipse is not completely visible, you still will see the effects in nature, which are interesting in their own respect. Cool. And um, you, you might have answered this already, but how many total glasses did you all give out? We sold or donated 250,000 glasses. Cool. So far beyond anything we were expecting. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for talking with me. Oh, thank you. We've been talking with Robert Thielen and Alan Zaracina. They're the co-founders of Eclipse for a Cause. And I'm Alex Granado, senior reporter for Education NC, and you've been listening to Ed Talk. Thanks for listening.